Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Smart Chiropractors, welcome to today's Smart Chiropractor show and our featured guest segment. Today, we are happy to chat with a friend and colleague in the digital space, Mike Stanzik of Legius. Mike, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It is my pleasure. I'm going to dive right in. I know you have spent a long time in the paid ad space. What are the biggest shifts that you've seen in the last few years that chiropractors should be aware of regarding paid advertising, whether Facebook or Google? Great question. By the way, just got to say, of all the chiropractic educators that I know, I think your your two is just phenomenal. And I know that this isn't a plug for you guys, but I'm on the email list myself and I love it. I love watching the videos and the content. So for all of you that are watching, you're, you are a part of a, a great group here. I really admire what you two are creating and I think it's profound for the profession. So I appreciate your energies, by the way. I just want to say on camera, on record. I said it off record, but I'm going to say it on record too. So everyone has it. Um, I would say that um, uh, right now the industry, it, it seems to me, that because digital has been come so close to reach for doctors to use in their offices, um, that it be, it's almost a default strategy for, for every doctor. Instead of using it as um, what we would call a Parthenon, we did, um, we did a, a chiropractic growth summit with Jay Abraham during COVID, where we waited three days, we had 350 chiropractors on, and Jay and I were talking about what Jay calls the power Parthenon, which is you need to have multiple strategies for getting new patients into your office. And he, he said, and I agreed, is that if you're just relying on one, one avenue for new patients, then your office is in trouble. And what I'm seeing a lot of times right now is everyone's leaning on digital to be the cure-all savior um, for their practice. And if that goes down, then the rest of the office spirals with it because they just we seem to have forgotten about everything else. Um, so it's beneficial if you run a digital marketing agency because it's an attractive, shiny object. Uh, but, but then what I'm noticing is the shifts that are happening into that is you have to really learn to be diligent outside of just your Facebook and your, and your Google if you want to have a practice that runs really, really uh, seamlessly in terms of new patients, Dr. Jeff. So um, that, that's a big piece. I mean, you might be getting a ton of leads, but if which is sort of easy to do on these platforms now. It's easy to get a lot of leads. The difficult part is nurturing those people effectively so that when you actually spend a dollar on Facebook or Instagram or Google, you can watch that dollar go to $2 or $3 or $4 and then make logical decisions on how to spend your money. A lot of doctors are really good at spending the money, but they're not good at tracking their ROI. And so they cycle from company to company to company thinking it's the company that's the problem, when in reality, it's the whole process of understanding your return on investment and being able to make smart decisions with your money. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's, uh, you know, the tip of the iceberg of a really important conversation that hopefully more and more chiropractors will start, you know, listening for, paying attention and engaging in. Mike, I know, you know, you do one form of marketing, we do a complementary form of marketing, but when chiropractors hear the word marketing, uh, typically they just think marketing is advertising. What do you find, you know, are some of the, I guess, most important misconceptions or misperceptions as you talk about, you know, it's easy to 
pay you to get leads in the door, but there's this whole other process of connection, following up, et cetera. In a perfect world, what do you wish more chiropractors knew? You know, we're focused on content marketing, different than paid advertising. Most chiropractors may not even know the definition of the difference between those two. How do you explain it to people? And why do you find that, you know, as you thankfully complimented us in the beginning, that it really is a pathway for docs to understand both options, no different than you don't exercise or go to the chiropractor or take supplements for your health, that they're all part of, as you called it, that sort of Parthenon philosophy. So I call it at our company, we have a, we have a, a found like a bedrock principle is called practice of choice, right? So our goal is to turn doctors into practice of choice or doctor of choice. And in order to be the doctor of choice or the practice of choice, you have to be front of mind. And being front of mind is not just running an ad. It's part of it. It's also, it's also having an email that goes out to them that introduces them to your wife and your kids that creates connection between the patient and the other areas of your life, which are the connection points. Chiropractic itself is not a very big connection point because it creates, it's a point of difference between you and the patient. But you also want to have points of connection, which then bind people to you as a doctor, as a real person. If you look at Josh Axe, right? Josh Axe is, is very relatable because he's talking about a thousand different topics and maybe I can relate to four or five of them um, that then make everything else seem more credible. And then he's got the doctor in his title. So it sort of take care of itself credibility wise. So with doctors, I think where we're, where the challenge is, is they're not understanding the nature of the relationship that's what needs to be required because there's 10 doctors or there are two or three offices in your town. They're all running the same ads. You know this. You're, they're all running very similar advertising. But the doctor that wins is the one that creates the best relationship. And so if more doctors knew the Harvard, we, we, talk, about, we, we talk about a Harvard business study that came out in just a couple of years ago, um, where Harvard business, they sent 10,000 leads and they did 100,000 phone calls to offices and clinics all over the country. They just released this. And they found two pieces of information that determine lead quality. Nothing had to do with the ad. Dr. Jason, you might know this. The first one was, if you don't get back to your leads within five minutes, there's a 400% likelihood that the lead doesn't schedule, right? 400%. And that the, and that the lead quality reduces by about that same amount, 380%, the lead quality reduces. The second thing that they found, which is even more surprising, is the average, when Harvard Business was calling these leads for these offices, the average contact occurred on contact number six. That's when they got a hold of these people. Not one, two, three, four, or five. And where do you think most offices give up? One or two. One or two. <laughs> we audit offices, and I'll tell you, I never have ever, ever in my life gotten six, six contacts. Because your, your office is built as an inbound receiving station of energy and of patients. It's not built as an outbound sales department, Right. So if you don't have that mentality, you're going to invalidate your team first and foremost, because if you put the leads on your CA who does a really good job inbound, force her to be or him to be an outbound call person, now you've invalidated her and you're going to create negative energy. I've seen CAs quit because of this, the, the, because of the requirement. And then number two, you're going to miss all these great opportunities. Us three on this call, we're great patients. You know, if we were to be walking into offices or people like us, but you might not get us on the first or second contact, right? 
So I like to think of it as a physical relationship. Like I've hung out with you, Dr. Jason, probably five or six times in person over the different meetings we've been at. Jeff, maybe three or four. And we're still just nurturing this, this relationship with each other. Like we wouldn't say we were super, super close, but how can you expect a patient to want to give you three or $4,000 or how, whatever the, whatever join or come into your office, if you haven't been willing to develop that kind of relationship at that same level. And if you do it really well, those are the, those are the offices that can take a very small ad budget as what we see and stretch it for a very long time because every single person in their office is is being taken care of like an actual human being, not just like some lead off the internet. And if you can make that distinction and that connection, then digital works really, really well, right? But if you can't, then then you're missing the whole point. Advertising is like a megaphone. And you it's just this, it's just the clicking of the megaphone. That's all that Facebook is, just this little action. And it 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 amplifies your office and your practice and your purpose and your mission and everything. And if all that sucks on the left end or could be optimized or fixed, this clicking isn't going to fix, isn't going to fix the problem. It's just going to amplify the problem itself. That makes sense there. And there's so many places now to advertise. There's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's Google. Some of these companies own others. There's TikTok. What are some of the platforms that you've seen over the last 12 months that are the most either exciting or the most productive for some of the clients that you work with? Yeah, I would say number one, uh, we, we, op- we have a practice at our, we have a, a philosophy at our, at our company called patient finance acquisition. We kind of made up this term as to how we determine how much you should spend on these platforms. And the whole process of patient finance acquisition is to Look at your cost per committed patient, okay? So how much is it costing you to get a committed patient through an avenue or a channel? And we shouldn't be so platform specific. We should be more outcome or metric or stat oriented. So the other problem that I find is that a lot of us don't know the the right metric to count. What should we be tracking or counting? So how do I know my stuff is working? And if you could count one thing, which would be your income or your cost per patient. How much is it costing you to acquire? Not like a day one that walks in, but actually a committed case, post ROF, committed plan, and where that person came from and how much it costs you to acquire that person, then it becomes less important on what platform you're focused on. Everyone's focused on TikTok right now, and when, but maybe when you're watching this, TikTok's been shut down by the government, or I don't know what, what's going to happen. But Maybe, you know, but but tomorrow there's going to be another platform that goes out and they're all really good. Like people are succeeding on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and Google. Um, and if you can get two or three or four from each of those, rather than needing to get 10 or 20 to hit some number that you have from one, then it honestly, it creates a better environment for your growth anyways. And it's easy to get two or three quality patients from each platform than demand, trying to demand one platform to get you 15 or 20 new ones. So right now I would say TikTok is exciting for a lot of doctors. The biggest producers for us have been Facebook and Instagram. Um, we get the lowest cost per patient on those two platforms. Um, and then Google is right there with the three of them, right? Now it doesn't mean you shouldn't do YouTube. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do TikTok. It just means you should track how much it's costing you to acquire a patient. Just write it down on a piece of paper if you need to. Divide your ad spend by your number of committed plans and do that on each one of your platforms. You're going to find TikTok's bringing you 
a, a committed case at this much. Facebook's giving you a committed case at this much. And then you can decide how you want to spend your marketing dollars when you have that number versus relying on the marketing company who doesn't particularly always care about your, your investment. A lot of these guys, they just want you to spend more so their leads look better rather than actually helping you assess your incomes and your earnings and your, and your, and your costs. And it's always changing being in an auction format. Uh, you know, what you paid three months ago, last month, today, next month may change and vary. So that's a whole other issue. I want to go back to Mike, what you were talking about earlier that I, I find is super important for chiropractors to understand. And, and it's the relationship component to what you're talking about that, uh, you know, if all you do is just run some deep discount ads and expect quality people to come in and want what you have, uh, you know, that, that may be somewhat of a faulty expectation. Someone will raise their hand and come in. But I want to dig deeper and I get your comments on, you know, the concept of building this relationship. I know uh, in some cases, people will run the ad and then build the relationship after they've, you know, opted in for a discount, an ebook, a, some sort of download, and you nurture the relationship afterwards you know, with our content marketing program, we're nurturing the relationship up front so that when they see potentially an ad, specifically a retargeting ad, meaning it's a paid advertisement that goes specifically to somebody that's already been watching or seeing the content you're putting out in order to build that relationship up front. What is it that you think is important for people to know, I guess, about the difference between sort of the retargeting approach of advertising to people that have already connected with you versus the, I guess, cold ad you're advertising, and then you're working on building the relationship afterwards. Is, is one better? Is one worse? Are they the same? What, what should doctors think about in terms of understanding at least those differences? Yeah. So at, at my company, right? So when I advertise to attract chiropractors, right? Or business owners, I do it very much in, we have both approaches, but we have a, a high emphasis on what you're talking about, where we'll put out a video or a piece of content on social media, and we'll, we'll retarget people, we'll show an ad to the people that watched that video only. So if you scroll past that video, you're not going to see the next ad. But if you stopped and you watched that video on Facebook or Instagram and you watched the whole thing, you're going to see an ad after that. And sometimes we get really crazy where if you watch 10 seconds of it, you'll see one ad. And if you watched a minute of it, you'll see a different ad based on how long you've watched that one piece of content, right? Um, the, cha the, the challenge that marketers face, Dr. Jason, is, of course, on paid, I have to get a result as fast as possible because there's an outlay of capital or investment for this program, and sometimes it's in upwards of thousands of dollars. So for marketing companies, they have to do the immediate thing, which is gets, gets the result quickly, in which we've developed a, a good strategy to do that. Um, but if you're going to always is the case is nurtured, right? Always is the case. So the, the, the CEO of Seven Eleven, you've heard of these things, the Seven Eleven little store, the convenience stores, you've heard of these. So they are all over. And the CEO did this undercover bosses where he went in as a little, as a interviewee or whatever to watch this store. And he went to go to the number one producing Seven Eleven in the whole country. And he's like, oh, we're going to figure out what processes these companies using so we can implement these processes around our other franchises and improve the, the statistical outage. All this corporate stuff. He goes in and it's this little old woman who knows everyone's name, 
who's making coffee and who's the number one producing 7-Eleven in the whole world is because this woman knows the patrons names like and is giving them hugs and like telling Johnny like acting like a mom for hundreds of different patrons throughout the day and she know and he asked he said you know all these people's names and she goes yeah this is my community this is my community I have to take care of my community and so he he left floored because he's thinking it's something they can reproduce from a process perspective when in reality it's it's the individual energy and how you value your community so at the top level what what content are you putting out that indicates that you even want a community are you even ta- are you even inviting people to a community are you inspiring people that that you want to be a community leader and if you're not willing to be that or investigate what that means then it's hard to put out content that then makes or find a system or a tool that, that does it for you, which I know it can be really done if you do it, if it can be done for you, right? As you scroll below, there's a button, you click that, you can get the, uh, the, uh, the join the smart chiropractor. But point is, is there's gotta be, a, there's gotta be something where you can actually want to lead a community. And that, that and that starts by, by putting out posts and comments and things that people really inspire, are inspired to, right? Um, Matthew Loop is a friend of ours, Dr. Dr. Loop. I love his stuff. Like I love his Facebook posts and I'm, I'm interested in what he's going to post next. It's not for patients, but it's for, for like, I'm part of his community and I want to watch him post because I love, I love his content. And if he were to retarget me based off that stuff, which he hasn't done, if he were to apply the strategy that you're talking about, it would be very, very successful, much more successful than just running an ad because I'm a really, really hot prospect, right? If you can do it accurately and you can spend the time and you have the diligence to wait long enough to build a community or get it going right now so that when you do run ads, like you've already got 1,000 or 2,000 people in a pool where you can tap and utilize, you got to do it. You're missing out on the best quality patients by just not doing this one piece, which we do for, um, we do that retargeting for our doctors and it tends to be some of the best converting ads. Um, that some of the best converting ads, if they've got a following, but in many cases they don't, they don't have a following or they don't have posts. You know, the last time they posted was like, it was like eight months ago, whatever it is. Right. So that's why you have to want it. You can't just be something. It has to be an intentional decision that you make. And by, by working with a company like yours or by doing it yourself, but you have to be the community leader. That's what people want right now. They don't just want another chiropractor. They want someone to follow and someone to help them guide and navigate the chaos of of our time and if you can be that person and have content that represents that the ads that follow that content are going to do 10 times better than just ads for ads sake that that's exactly the key and and you know that's i think what chiropractors aren't really clear on understanding is well why can't i just do ads you know they come to us thinking hey we do ads which we don't not that we're against them but as you're saying you know it it's relationship first uh, it's always been and always will be. And there's no magic algorithm or magic price or magic color or we A-B t- split tested this versus that and that will always work compared to the others. It is exactly what you're saying. At least that's what we found is those docs that use both of our mindsets, they're out there because they care. They're sharing content in the format that we call teach and invite consistently And as you said, if they really want to sort of pour the juice, lead juice, um, what they're doing content-wise, 
then that retargeting in that very specific way is really the way to get sort of the best of both worlds, uh, as Vaynerchuk would call it, the jab, jab, hook type concept. Uh, and, and most chiropractors don't really understand not only you know what to think, they don't understand how to think about the whole process. So thanks for the clarity on all of that. Yeah, and you've got, um, I would just, just add to that briefly, is that you've got to, um, you know, you've got to be like willing to jab and consistent in your jabs. And again, like we, we run ads, we just run traditional chiropractic ads and we get, we get people patients. Um, but, but at the same time, uh, when done right, like if you're jabbing consistently, I did consulting for an orthodontic, a series of orthodontics offices and their whole method was like, we know because they're really good at their numbers. These are multi-million dollar offices in, in orthodontics, right? Average. And they're like, we know down to a number that if we are handing out water bottles at the schools, that we get an increase, we get an increase in our, our, our ads do better. We know if we don't do the water bottles, our ads do worse because the logo is out there, right? And if you're not willing to be out there, if you're not teaching and inviting consistently, then you're just relying on your ads, which again is going to work, but it's not going to work as, as the, uh, to any of the effectiveness of if you are teaching and inviting and being, being a product of your philosophy and your product. We could not agree more. I love what you brought up today, Mike. I want to encourage docs listening and watching rewind. We talked about nurturing. We talked about building relationships. We talked about retargeting and Mike for docs out there that are listening and watching and would love to learn more about what you're up to and connect with your company. Where can they do so? You can go to um, leadjuice.com and you can fill out a little form there that will go to me or our team. And we can talk about your situation and your strategy and um, how it works and lead juice. Just like Dr. Jason said, you want to put the juice on if you're ready to put the juice on and you feel it's appropriate for you, then uh, lead juice is where it's at. That is awesome. We'll be sure to drop those links down below. Thanks so much for coming on, chatting with us, exploring the paid ad space. We know this is going to be a continual evolution, so I'm sure we're going to chat again in the future. Thanks so much for taking time today. No, thank you too. Appreciate you both. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.